Father in heaven, we're thankful today for your blessings, thankful for your Holy Spirit that you have promised to send to us, to lead us and to guide us into all truth, to approve us of sin, of righteousness, judgment to come. May you seal us in these closing moments of this earth's history and bless us throughout this midday power surge is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, friends, welcome one. Welcome all to this midday power surge. This is February 5th, Wednesday, 2020. Welcome one. Welcome all to this midday power surge. Joshua, Richard, Ruta, Calbert, Roy, Ivan. All right, Mary, Lexi, Duane, welcome one, Eric, welcome one, welcome all. Turn your attention with me to Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28, the Bible is speaking about the refreshing. And today I want Christ to refresh me. How about you? And we must experience this refreshing just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 3. Verse 19 says, Repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord and he shall send Jesus Christ. Isaiah 28 verse number 9, Whom shall he teach knowledge and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. And verse number 12, we receive the refreshing. Do you want this refreshing? And throughout this midday power surge, I'm going to use the principle of line upon line. And by God's grace, we are going to receive the refreshing. All right, friends, without further ado, let me segue into the grand theme of our midday power surge. God's purpose for me. God's purpose for you. Look with me, my friends. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. The Bible tells us, and this is a scripture song. Do you want to know what God's purpose is for you. If so, my friends, send him those amens in the chat room. Those of you online, send in the amens. Verse 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Look what this means, my friends. Purpose. Purpose. What does purpose mean? Intend. Aim. Plan. Design our purpose. What is the objective purpose? Now, friends, turn with me in your Bibles. And the Bible tells us there is a time to every purpose, to every aim, to every objective. What is God's design for me and for you? All right. Before we get there, let's take a look at what was Christ's purpose for coming to this earth. Look with me. And after Adam and Eve sinned, what has been Christ's purpose for mankind who have been born with a sinful nature? Oh, friends, look at this beautiful scripture. First John, 
chapter 3. The Bible tells us it is to destroy the works of the devil. And the works of the devil are in us. Sin. 1 John chapter 3. The Bible tells us in verse 7, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as God is righteous. And what shows us righteousness? The Ten Commandments, write down Psalm 119, verse 172, verse 8 of 1 John 3. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, there's your word. For this purpose, it says, for this purpose, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The works of sin in our lives. So what is God's purpose? Type in the forum. What has been the purpose of Christ? Ever since man sinned, what is Christ's purpose for us, my friends? To destroy the works of the devil, to destroy the works of sin in our lives. Friends, what is sin? 1 John 3, 4, the transgression of God's law. So what has been the purpose of Christ for us? That we might obey his ten commandments. Write down Romans chapter 8. Verse 3 and verse 4, come back to 1 John 3. Verse number 9 now says, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. Why? His seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Do you want the born of again, of the born, I must say the born again experience? I desire it today. I want to hold on to it today. Do you desire it today, friends? And verse 10 says, By this we will know who are God's people and who are not. Go to Acts 26 with me. Now let's take a look at what God's purpose was for Saul who became Paul. And why are these things written? For our admonition. God's purpose for Saul who became Paul is his purpose for us. Acts 26. Look with me at verse number 15. The Bible says, And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And God said to Paul, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. Skip on down to verse 16. But rise, Saul, and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose. What purpose? To make thee, Paul, a minister and a witness. Both of these things, what thou hast seen, and of these things in the which I will appear unto thee. Verse 17, verse 18. My purpose for you, Paul, is to send you both to the Jews and to the Gentiles. My purpose for you, Paul, is for you to witness unto them, to turn them from darkness to light, to turn them from the power of Satan to the power of God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins, that they might receive an inheritance in the kingdom to come. 
Those of you in the forum, if these things are clear, send him the amens. And additionally, what scripture tells us, we are called to be ministers, evangelists, Bible workers, preachers, medical missionary evangelists. What scripture says, we are called to be witnesses. Then the end will come. Matthew 24, friends, verse 14. This is God's purpose for me. God's purpose for you. Aggressive evangelism and effective evangelism. All right, friends. The third example is for the Hebrews. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. What was God's purpose for the Hebrews when he took them from Egypt? and led them through the Red Sea into the wilderness and then into the earthly promised land of Canaan. Why are we studying this? Because God's purpose for them is God's purpose for us. What says so, Pastor? Write down 1 Corinthians 10, verse 6. 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11. Their sojourn typifies our journey from this earth to heaven in these last days. Look at what the statement say, my friends. Volume 6, Testimonies for the Church, page 9, it says, It is God's purpose to manifest to his people the principles of his kingdom, that in life and character they may reveal these principles. He desires to separate them from the customs, habits, and practices of the world. He seeks to bring them near to himself that he may make known to them his will. This was his purpose in the deliverance of Israel from Egypt. Does that make sense, my friends? If so, send in those amens. Next paragraph, same book. Listen. God desired to take his people apart from the world and prepare them to receive his word. From Egypt, he led Israel to Mount Sinai. Put that down. To Mount Sinai, where he revealed to them his glory, his law. Listen, friends. Thus, the will of the infinite God was revealed to a people who were called to make known to every nation kindred and tongue the principles of his government in heaven and in earth that's revelation 14 verse 6 to verse 12 last sentence to the same work he has called his people when in 2020 when in this generation let's go line upon line god led israel from Egypt. Amen. And he brought them through the Red Sea. What does the crossing of the Red Sea represent? It represents baptism. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1 and verse 2. Put that down. From the Red Sea baptism, he led them to the second place, Mount Sinai, wherein he revealed to them his glory, his law. Put that down. The next place was, my friends, he says, now, put that law, we're 
into the sanctuary. Let them make me a sanctuary. True worship. Let's put this together now. Red Sea, leaving Egypt, baptism. Mount Sinai, glory, his law. Then came what, friends? The sanctuary to reveal true worship and to evangelize the world. That's one line of event. Look at this now. Line upon line. What about Jesus? Was Christ baptized? Matthew chapter 3. Amen. And once Christ was baptized, where was he led? In Matthew chapter 4, into the wilderness. That's it, my friends. What happened? He was tempted by Satan. The three great temptations. Did Christ sin? No. And what is sin? The transgression of God's law. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. That means Jesus upheld the Ten Commandments. Does it make sense? And from there, he began his public ministry. Institute, instituting true worship, establishing true worship in the sanctuary, in the temples, in the homes, making the hearts of men the sanctuary for the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Line upon line, line upon line. What about us? We must be baptized. Does it make sense? Renouncing the world. And then we must have a wilderness experience. We must overcome those three temptations Christ encountered in that wilderness of Matthew 4. What was that first temptation? We must get victory over appetite. Put that down. Second temptation, victory over the presumption of sin. The sin of presumption. God is love. I could just sin. Oh, yes, he'll forgive. The sin of presumption. Third temptation. We must overcome the lust of the world. That's it, friends. Does it make sense? We must overcome false worship. That's it. And then we must go forward with aggressive, effective evangelism. Establishing true worship in buildings, in homes, and allowing the hearts of men women, boys, and girls to become the habitation of God's Spirit. What is God's purpose for us? Do you see it, my friends? Since Christ received victory, I can receive victory. You can also receive victory. If you believe that, send in the amens, my friends, in the forum. God's purpose for me and for you must be fulfilled now. Why? The mark of the beast is near. Death can come at any time. The close of probation is right upon us. The second coming of Christ is even at the doors. How do we know that? Take a look at this. All right, friends. Notice here. This is January 31st, 2020. The United States and at least 17 countries to launch, watch this friends, the first ever international religious freedom alliance. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction. Look at the bottom paragraph. When is this? It is today, Wednesday, February the 5th, 
2020, on the eve of tomorrow, the National Prayer Breakfast. You can read that, my friends. We are here. And remember, this is fulfilling Revelation 6, the four horses, my friends. The white horse, the red horse, the black horse, and the pale horse. The black horse represents a call for international religious freedom. The Edict of Milan in the year 313 AD. Constantine. Then what happened? The pale horse. A Sunday law was enforced. Then came persecution for God's commandment keeping people. There it is on the screen. The Edict of Milan 313. Then what came in 321 AD? Sunday. Rest. Worship by law. That's it. Then came what? Persecution upon God's commandment keeping people. History will be repeated. What is Pope Francis calling for? Another edict of Milan. Black horse is riding, friends. Then will come the pale horse. Back to the article. Christian Post. This first ever international religious freedom alliance was first announced by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. It was touted by President Donald Trump. By the way, what was one of his themes during his State of the Union address on last evening? I'll come back to that tomorrow by God's grace. Watch this, my friends. It is the first ever alliance of nations. Devoted to confronting what, friends? Religious persecution. Very startling. America's championing this. But what says Revelation 13? Verse 11 to verse 17. This same country, America, will persecute God's commandment-keeping people. In an hour that you think not, the Second coming, the close of probation takes place. In an hour when you think America would never do this, it comes. Listen, friends, a beast having two horns like a lamb. But what happens? It speaks as a dragon. Revelation 12, 17, persecution. Notice. And who is Mike Pompeo saying must take the central role in the so-called religious freedom. The Pope of Rome. Many cynics will say, Pastor, are you saying we must not talk about and promulgate freedom of religion for people? Yes, we should. But not promoting the agenda of the papacy. We must find no synergy, no fraternity with the man of sin. All right. Here comes San Sam Brown back. You know who he is. Red words, he says, this is the first effort really to get a group of nations that will be the activist on a particular human right. Two things. Human right, America leading this out. But what says Revelation 13, 11? She will restrict our freedoms, civil and religious. And who is active here? America is active. But notice, America is actively carrying out the agenda 
of Pope Francis, the agenda of Jesuitism, the agenda of the papacy. Not my words. I'm going to read that for you. It's right there on the screen. Let's go back. Notice what it goes on to say, my friends. Sam, Sam Brownback says, the United States is pushing for what? Religious freedom. But we need other allies. Which allies primarily? All right. Same article. Sam Brownback traveled to the Vatican for a, for a January 16th meeting. With whom? The papacy. In that meeting, it says, second sentence, one of the key statements that came out of this group committed to resolutely declare that religions must never incite war. Hateful attitudes, hate speech, hmm. hostility and extremism. This was a statement from the document on human fraternity that Pope Francis signed with that prominent imam from the Muslim world. And who does the Pope call and cause an extremist? Those who believe in absolute truth, in God's commandment. Does it make sense? This is America actively promoting the agenda of the Vatican. Revelation 13, America, Protestant America, will form an image of the papacy. Look at this now. Mr. Brownback goes on to say, this group, what group? The first ever international religious freedom alliance endorsed the Vatican statement and wants to put legs under these documents. Wait a minute. What does that mean? America, Protestant America, has now become the active agent for the Vatican, has now become the legs for the agenda of Pope Francis, the legs of the agenda of the Jesuits. America has now become the legs of the agenda of Popery, of the papacy. This must awaken Bible-believing Christians. This must awaken Seventh-day Adventists. The legs, Revelation 13 says, America, Protestant America, forms an image to the papacy. Well, what are the composite parts of the Vatican? Look at this, friends. Revelation 13, verse 1 and verse 2. It says, my friends, watch carefully. It says, watch carefully. The mouth of a lion, body of a leopard, but what feet? The feet of a bear. And what is known of the bear? Medo-Persia, Daniel 6. The laws to persecute God's people if they don't worship. Read Daniel 6. And those laws cannot be changed. Church and state union. What about the days of Esther, Mordecai, Haman? America is now actively bringing out the agenda of the papacy. She, she's now the legs of the papal agenda. What are your thoughts, my friends, in the forum? Anthony Lewis, now she's the legs of the papacy, then she'll become the voice of the papacy. 
Write down Revelation 17. Thank you, Samara, Tamika, Ricardo. Teaching. Oh, friends, we are here. Luke, Iron Legs. Daniel 2, we are here. Thank you for your comments, my friends. Let's move on. And Sam Brownback made this oath, took this oath. Hear what the oath says. I, Sam Brownback, do solemnly swear. I, Sam Brownback, do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So my friends, who is the primary enemy of America, both foreign and domestic? It is the papacy, clear as day, a nail in a sure place. And what is happening yesterday? What happened yesterday, February 4th? The annual, watch this my friends, this is the first anniversary of the document on human fraternity between the papacy and other religions. And who did Mike Pence meet with a few days ago? The Vatican. And what was the theme? Our oh, friends, are we here? I want to share with you something, then I'm going to close. Do you remember? Do you remember this, my friends, when I covered this a few days ago? Faith for Faith, pardon me, Faith for Earth Initiative to unite world religions against climate change. And they're calling for the implementation of the Sunday Sabbath. And they're calling for every prominent leader, religions to be in one space, to convey one message. Friends, watch carefully. One of they stated, for example, the Seventh-day Adventists, this was said in English. Listen, the initiative has already yielded concrete results in different religious institutions around the world, including Buddhism, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, and others. Christianity and others. For example, this community of Seventh-day Adventists committed to planting thousands of trees in commemoration of World Environment Day. So in English, the, that, this version, they mentioned Seventh-day Adventists, but in the Spanish version, they mentioned Mormons. Someone sent me this, and I sent it to one of our team members, Alex Sanchez, to decode this. I don't speak Spanish, to translate this. Look at this. That's a Spanish translation. Listen. La iniciativa ya ha dado resultados concretos en diferentes instituciones religiosas de todo el mundo y abarca el budismo, el islam, el judaísmo, el cristianismo y otras religiones. Por ejemplo, esta comunidad de mormones se comprometió a plantar miles de árboles en el Día Mundial del Medio Ambiente. Does anyone speak Spanish in the forum? Why would they have two different versions? Go to 1 Kings chapter 5. My friends, the Bible tells us there is a purpose. There is a time to every purpose on heaven. Why would they make two different versions and mention Seventh-day Adventists in English, Mormons in the Spanish? Are they not Spanish-speaking Seventh-day Adventists? Do they have an agenda? It's time to wake up, my friends. All right, 1 Kings chapter 5. 
What must be our purpose? What must we purpose to do now? 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. We must purpose to build a house for God. What house? I must set my house in order. Husband, wives, mothers, fathers, children, guardians, elders, pastors. Will you make this your purpose today? And this was a closing sermon to the Jewish people by Stephen. Put down Acts 7, verse 47 through verse 51. Today I choose to make my life a house for God's Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 16, verse 17. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, verse 20. What did Daniel purpose in his heart? Write down Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. He purposed not to defile himself with the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. What is my purpose today? What do you purpose to do today, like Daniel, by God's grace? Go to Psalm 17. Psalm 17, the Bible tells us in verse 3 of Psalm 17. Verse 3 says... Thou hast proved mine heart. Thou hast paid me a visit in the night. Thou hast tried me and shall find nothing. That's judgment. I am purposed that my mouth shall not transgress. Today I purpose not to allow my mouth to transgress. What is your purpose today, my friends? In the time when God is going to try us, judgment. And Matthew 12 and verse 34. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mind, the mouth speak. Does it make sense? And Romans chapter 1 verse 13. Paul, come full circle. Paul purposed to preach the gospel to Rome. The Gentiles. Jews and Gentiles. My purpose is to carry forward today by God's grace. The work of aggressive and effective evangelism. What is your purpose today, my friends, in the forum? Send in your prayer request. And for those of you online, Father in heaven, we thank you today for midday power surge. Thank you for awakening us. May we remain awakened, watching, praying, and working. We thank you for salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Maranatha.